0: Welcome to the Russell Westcott Podcast, helping real estate investors like you acquire the inspiration, knowledge, and skills that you need to start, grow, and scale the real estate investing portfolio of your dreams. Hey, guys, how's it going? Russell Westcott here. I don't know about you, but I love that theme music. It always gets me pumped up whenever I hear it before I get cranking away on one of the podcast episodes here. So here's the thing for you guys is do you have a sonic signature, something that you have within your business, something that you have within your brand, kind of your sonic signature? I actually have paid for that um, soundtrack and a whole bunch of other stems to have for that, and I'm trying to weave that throughout many of my videos, many of my podcasts, all kind of things like that. Just kind of almost like a signature sound. So, so guys, uh, let's just. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I always get pumped up when I get ready to rock and roll. Maybe it's uh, the five cups of coffee I've had today, and I've got to. I want to actually slow down a little bit here for you today. Um, with today's podcast and just have um, maybe just a little bit of a story from uh, from the heart and just maybe um, some empathy for some of the things that you guys are going through and, uh, and what we're going dive, to dive into here today. So what we're going to talk about today in today's podcast episode is imposter syndrome. Uh, If any of you are in the process right now that you're looking to, you know, whether you're starting your uh, investing career or you're growing or even you're scaling your portfolio up to grand heights, you will feel imposter syndrome. And I'm very well aware of this feeling. And I'm going to dive into maybe some some insights and some resources for you guys here. And maybe just even some reframe. Because to be truly honest, uh, on a podcast episode, and I'm going to try and keep this one a little bit tighter than the normal interview podcast episodes. And I'll keep it a little bit tighter. You know, this is a, a deep topic this is many layers this is you know this is an un, one of those onion topics that has many layers deep that you could spend years going through and to be truly honest i have spent years and years and years going through this process to be able to overcome some of the imposter syndrome that we feel on our journey to be successful in real estate okay before we dive into all the wonderful insights and and some of the stories i'm going to share here with you is guys, what I first want to do is I just want to just want to come from the heart and just want to share with you some thank you. I uh, want to share with you um, some, you know, just some genuine gratitude for all the wonderful comments and feedback and reviews and all the sharing of the podcast episodes out there. You know, a lot of time and effort goes into producing these resources. And it's, you know, it's a labor of love. You know, we, as you know, we don't, uh, there's no advertising. There's no, uh, it's funny. I was listening to one of my favorite podcasts the other day and geez, it was like nine minutes of ads up front. And it was like, I don't know how many times I had to push that fast forward button to eventually get to where the podcast started, but that's, you're not going to find that here. Um, I can't guarantee that'll be always, but my commitment is to just bring you some incredible insights, incredible resources. And right now it is completely uh, ad free. But what I do ask is this, if you maybe share this and maybe you share these wonderful lessons with you and, um, you know, just spread the word, if you will, for lack of a better term. Okay. So, guys, um, we're going to get into this one here and we're going to talk about imposter syndrome. And, uh, this is going to be a solo episode. I've had some feedback from some people that says, Russ, you know what? We just want to hear from you. We want to hear some wonderful insights and wonderful, uh, stories and things like that from you, you know, the, the interview, the long form interviews love it, but why don't we just get, uh, you know, uh, set, set down a little bit of, uh, some fire and a little bit of a solo episode. So that's what we're going to dive into here. Okay. So backstory here for you, everybody is, um, where this came from was, um, I'm right now in the process of going through a challenge and I'm doing a challenge um, with um, some live broadcasting. I have some training and some mentors that I have within the live broadcasting world and they're doing a 30 days straight, actually 31 days, it's in the month of August. It's every day you have to go and do a live broadcast onto a Facebook group that they've set up and they have some um, wonderful... um, wonderful um, exercises that you have to do. And one of them was on um, imposter syndrome because it's one of those things you have to actually bust through and have to dive, uh, you know, lean into the work to bust through a feeling that, You know, nobody wants to hear what you have to say, and I'm just not that interesting. And who, you know, who am I to share this information? So many people have done so much more than I have, and it was the the exercise we did today was on imposter syndrome. And um, you know, I have some good experience, and I have some really good insights that I'd love to share with you guys. I'm gonna be a little bit more of conversational here. I might jump around a little bit and and dive into a few stories, but I do have a path that I would love to take you down. So as mentioned, I have had, um, had and dealt with this for many years and maybe it just stems from, uh, you know, maybe just a little bit of an insecurity. It stems from a fear of, you know, failure. It stems from, you know, lack of self-worth. It just stems from, you know, you know, that little boy and that little, you know, little boy back in the day of, you know, just, uh, not being seen. Right. And, you know, only, you know, or sorry, not being heard, seen, but not heard. Okay. And, you know, it just, a lot of those things get brought up of when you're trying to put yourself out there and trying to better yourself, you know, the first people that will always come out of the woodwork when you try to better yourself and you start, you know, you know, one of the things I do with a lot of people I coach and real estate investors is to encourage you to document the journey. To share where you are in the process of becoming successful as a real estate investor. And when you start putting the word out there that you're looking to do this and you've hired a coach and you're trying to better yourself and you're trying to make improvements and you're trying to do all this work, the first people that are going to come out of the woodwork are people that you know, they might even be people with your same last name. And people will come out and they will just say, well, what are you doing? Why are you stepping out? You know, who do you think you are? are you, you're not Tony Robbins or you're not, uh, are you trying to be the next Grant Cardone? Or, you know, look at you, slum lord and, and real estate tycoon. And you're going to hear it all. And I have heard it all. And quite honestly, I would, if I were you, I would use hearing all those things as it's just markers and milestone markers on the journey towards success. So I truly have had to deal with this uh, many times throughout my investing career. And um, here's the thing is when I when I start feeling that imposter syndrome kick in, I actually use that as a um, guidepost that I'm on the right track. That I'm on to something. I'm I'm moving forward passionately into something that you know scares the crap out of me. And doing this whole thing of podcasting and YouTube and putting out the the word and inspiring real estate investors. You know, as if you guys listen to the first episode, I would highly encourage you to go back to that first episode where I shared what the mission is. And the mission I want to do is I want to inspire a million, one million real estate investors with the tools and resources you need to help you acquire one more property. Then what does one more property mean to you? One more property means something completely different to each and every person out there. That might be an exercise you really want to do because when times get tough and when you're struggling, and when things just aren't going your way, like what does one more property equal to you? Like what does it truly mean to you? And then I think I gave the example in the original one that, you know, one more property of held till free and clear equals out to about a half a million dollars and about $25,000 a year in income on, on that passively once held to free and clear. But you got to get there and you got to get past the haters and you got to get past the imposter syndrome. Because here's the thing, and I'm first going to tell you, is you're not alone if you are feeling this every single person that i know that has become successful in real estate feels this and still feels this and to be honest if they don't feel it or they tell you they don't have this they're they're probably not telling you the full story and maybe they're just trying to sugarcoat something or trying to hide something that they just don't want to look into here's the first thing is if you are feeling an imposter syndrome maybe you're just getting started. Maybe you're trying to go from three to five places. Maybe you're trying to go from five to 15. Maybe you're trying to go from 15 to 200. Okay. You will feel it. And at every level along the way, you will feel the imposter syndrome. It's just part of the human condition. It's just part of the journey. And quite honestly, I encourage you to embrace it. I encourage you to use that energy to keep you moving forward. So Maybe what I'm going to do here today, you know, without, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to put a big disclaimer. I'm not a psychologist. I'm not a psychiatrist. I'm not a medical doctor. Man, I don't even play one on television. I'm just a real estate investor, a guy who has been around the block many times with many years of wisdom. I've seen this. I've helped people along the process, and I've also dealt with it myself, and I'm continually to dealing with it. And my intention here for you today is just to offer a little bit of a reframe. Okay, and I'm going to offer you maybe some tools, and just maybe a new way of looking at the imposter syndrome, and maybe offer you a story or two that might just inspire you to get past it. Okay, because... This is deep work, and this is something that I well, we, we're not going to be able to handle just in a, uh, you know, a little half-hour podcast episode here for you as well. It's just going to be a little bit of reframe, and it might be just a story or two that you may want to come back to when you're feeling it, and you might just go, yeah, I remember that when Russell shared that in that podcast. How did he reframe that? Okay, here's a reframe. Okay, let's get after it. Okay, so here's the first reframe that I want to share with you. The first thing I wanted in order to get past the feeling of imposter syndrome that I would probably say is increase the urgency, right? Increase the urgency of your action. Increase the urgency of the the, the work that you're doing. Increase the urgency. Okay. So most people will only change because of one of two things. Number one, they'll probably change because of inspiration or number two, they'll change because of desperation, And unfortunate to say that more people will do, will make a change because of desperation as opposed to inspiration. So the point I'm trying to say for the first part of this is to increase the urgency, dial up the urgency. Even if you don't have an urgent need of maybe some desperation, play that mental gymnastics within your mind to put some urgency into your action. Now, here's an example I will use with you. Um, let's say for some of you that you have children and you're a parent and your child's in harm harm's way, you know, let's, for example, they're out playing on the, sorry for really graphic nature here for a second, but they're out playing on railroad tracks and, um, and there's a train coming. Okay. And they're in harm's way and you're going to be sitting there going, and you're going to be looking, and they're going, you're not going to sit back and you're going to go, Oh dear, I'm having some imposter syndrome right now. I'm feeling some imposter syndrome. I don't know if I can actually take action. No, your child's in harm's way. Move, get out there, run, take action. You know you're in a little bit of a desperate state. You're not thinking about the imposter syndrome. You're just putting in place, what steps do I got to take? I got to run, I got to grab them, I got to pull them off before the train comes. Now that is the sense of urgency that you want to have. So most people do not have a sense of urgency within their real Stay business, whether it's, you know, your backs up against the wall, and cash flow is extremely tight, and you're not going to be able to make payroll next month, you know, you need to have that sense of urgency. And the more urgency you have, whether it's inspiration or desperation, that more sense of urgency you have, the less imposter syndrome you will feel. Okay, so that's the first one. The second one that I would share with you, and I've shared this story a couple times and it's probably more so for people that are members of the Raising Capital Academy. And maybe if you're just, uh, you know, on the podcast, and maybe you haven't heard this one, but here's a story I share with it. And it's the framework is called um, staying one chapter ahead. And this is a really good insight for you to to think about, too, about getting over the fear of asking people for money at the same time is always just stay just a little bit ahead of people, always just stay just marginally ahead of people, always stay um, one chapter ahead. Now, the story where this comes from is, um, you know, as being an intro, a shy introvert that I am. And I, you know, one of the superpowers that shy introverts have is that we have the power of observation, that we um, observe from others and we learn from others. And we just sit back and we watch and we model and we observe the behaviors of others. And one of the things that I love to do is I'm a movie fan. I love movies i like watching movies i love the story i learn the story framework i take i actually watch movies from probably 3 or 4 levels deep when i watch a movie not just from the way not just the story but how the story was told and how the the shots were done and what's the what's the what's the theme of the narrative and what's the storyline and what are the themes that uh, that are put into that story so i watch for stories now Here's uh, Let's get back on on point here, Russ, is this concept of staying one chapter ahead comes from the movie Catch Me If You Can. Um, If many of you have seen that, Catch Me If You Can is that wonderful movie with Leonardo DiCaprio and Tom Hanks. And it's based upon a true story of Frank Abagnale. Frank Abagnale is probably one of the world's most prolific uh, um, con men. That are out there. No, I'm not trying to to um, glorify a con man or trying to even teach you on the how to of being a con man. What I'm trying to share with you is uh, the concept of staying one chapter ahead. Now, in that movie, and I've confirmed, I saw a documentary of Frank Abagnale, and he confirmed that this was actually part of, part of was based in truth is he walked into a classroom. I don't know if it was a high school or university. I think it was university, and I think it was a biology class. He walked in, and he actually started teaching that class. Um, and they asked Frank Abagnale after the fact, is, Frank, why, how, uh, what gave you the right to be able to teach that? What, what gave you the thought process that you could teach that classroom of, of, of biology? And he said, you know what, here's what the thing is, all I, all I made a plan was, was to stay one chapter ahead. See, look, I had a textbook and the lessons were all laid out in chapters and all I had to do was stay one chapter ahead of everybody in the classroom. So if you make a commitment to your education, to your personal development, to your coaching, to your mentoring, if you stay one chapter ahead and just a little bit ahead of the people that you're working with, imposter syndrome will soon go away. Okay, so let's let's go back. Remember point number one was talking about increasing the urgency, you know, inspiration or desperation. Number two was staying one chapter ahead of people, okay? The third point I want to bring up to you is um, now I'm going to have to – you know, paint a little bit of a picture here for you first, because it will be difficult to, um, you know, if, if we were doing this on video or something, I would put up a a picture of a firefighter and a firefighter tip. And the picture of this firefighter would be they have their helmet on and the shield on and the oxygen mask and the oxygen tank. And then they're in full jacket and waders and boots and gloves and axe and the, or even a hose. And they're just in full um, gear, full firefighter Gear. Okay. So, what do typically happen when people see a burning building? What typically happens? Most people, when they see a burning building, most people will probably run away, right? There'll be a select few people that will pull out their phone and call 911. There is, but, and there's also a third category, and that third category is the exclusive, the rarest of the rarest people. And they were people that will run into the fire. When they see a fire, they're running into it to help and save people uh, uh, in the burning building. Now, one of the reasons why they can feel comfortable and confident to run into a burning building is because they're equipped. That's the magic word in this next one, is they're equipped to handle that urgency and, and handle that situation. They're equipped with the right training. They're equipped with the physical training. They're equipped with the right um, hoses and axes and helmet and oxygen. They're equipped and they've done the reps. They've done the work. They've rehearsed. They've trained. They've trained. They've trained. They're equipped to run into the burning building and help people out. So that would be the next point I would share with you is the more training you do the more rehearsal you do, and the better equipped you are, you know, the more equipped you are to handle all the challenging times will be you will feel the imposter syndrome less. Okay, so the next one I'm going to share with you is to train yourself to do difficult things. Right? So there are many, uh, you challenges that are out there. You know, that was like I started off this original podcast is one of the reasons why I was doing a a challenge of doing 31 days in a row of doing live video. And now I've done more than 900 public presentations, and I've done hundreds and hundreds of hours of videos and webinars and, and uh, things like that. But live broadcasting was just a little bit freaky to me, it was just a little bit scary. And so you know what I made the commitment of doing a challenge. It was difficult for me and some of the exercises that we've been walking through and doing those have been quite quite difficult. So but I'm forcing myself to do the work. I'm forcing myself to do Things I'm forcing myself to put myself into very uncomfortable positions because that's where I will grow. And when I'm doing something extremely uncomfortable is when I, I don't feel imposter syndrome anymore. Now, I highly encourage you if you are interested, there's multiple challenges out there. You know, one of the ones I've done a couple times is the, the 75 hard program with Andy Frisella. Um, fantastic program. If you are interested in my, by all means, check that out, Google that out. Um, somebody who's just completely, you know, pardon my language here might be just really badass, um, in their process here is if you read any of the work by David Goggins, um, Can't Hurt Me is a phenomenal book. Now just understand that book isn't for the faint of heart. Um, it's very male centric in its language and things like that, but it is very, very hardcore. If you really want to find somebody who has really put themselves out there of doing hard things daily, like he truly just does some of the most difficult things just to prove that he can do it. And I'm also going to have another uh, book recommendation here for you guys as well. Um, this is a book that came into my life probably about five or six years ago. And I read this book at minimum twice a year. And it's relentless, from good to great, to unstoppable by Tim S. Grover. Now, some of you may have read that, or maybe you're familiar with the name Tim Grover. Tim Tim Grover was um, Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan, Dwayne Wade's. He was their personal trainer for the better part of twenty years, and it truly is an operating manual. It is truly an operating manual for um, being unstoppable and just being relentless it is perfectly named at relentless from good to great to unstoppable for some of you you may really see yourself in there and you may now finally understand how you why you are the way you are and why you do the things that you do it is just that's what it really resonated for me was it gave me a a book and said you know what now I understand how some of the things that I do and why I get up at five in the morning and why I'm relentless in the pursuit of trying to be excellent at everything I do. Now, you know, don't get me wrong. I've, I've got all lots of warts and flaws and things like that, but I'm I'm committed to the process to um, overcome all those things. And one of them is this imposter syndrome that we're talking about. So let's talk about that. So remember, we're talking about some of the reframes. We've just, let's reframe the reframes. We want to have, make sure you... Increase the urgency, the inspiration or the desperation. Number two is you always want to stay one chapter ahead. Stay one chapter ahead of the people you're helping and serving. Number three is that you're equipped to handle anything that comes your way. Number four is that you're going to make a commitment to do hard things daily. And then number five, um, one of the best ways that imposter syndrome will go away is if you actually are in the service of others and you're in the service of helping other people. If your intention, no let's think about this for a second. Um, imposter syndrome, which we've been talking about. If you think about, okay, I'm scared. And just listen to some of the language I'm gonna be using. I'm scared about how people will view me. I don't have all the answers. Um, friends might not like me anymore. I, I don't know what I'm doing. Um, how dare I step out and become, you know, put it out there that I'm trying to be successful in this. You've probably heard a word in all of those things that I just said, and it's the word I. I, 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 right? So many of us, um, the reason why we feel imposter syndrome is because we're focusing on ourselves and we're focusing inward, What I'm here to do is, I'm here to encourage you and challenge you to take your focus externally. If you focus on other people, if you focus on serving others, if you focus on how you can help another person, if you focus on I've just learned this, I was at this webinar, I learned these five things. Here's what I learned. I'd love to if anybody would like to learn these things I did, please, let's let's have a conversation. I'd love to share what I just learned by t- attending this this program. Here's the cool thing about you get to have with that is you actually by teaching another person, that's one of the, the things that I share with people and one of the things I teach people is learn something, but then make a commitment to teach somebody else what you just learned because you get multiple layers of deepening the lesson. You get to reinforce it to yourself. And you also get the practice of doing the reps of teaching some, somebody else at the same time. Okay, so let's just recap this. Um, remember, to help overcome the imposter syndrome feeling, make sure you increase your urgency. You know, inspiration or desperation, which one would be more people will do things based on desperation. Number two is you always want to stay one chapter ahead of the people that you're working with. Number three is you want to be equipped, have good coaching, have good relationships, have uh, do the work, put in the miles to be able to feel confident to, to do that, to make sure you're equipped with the right tools and resources and knowledge to stay ahead of the people you're working with. Always um, do things in service of others. And then the last one was um, do difficult things on a daily basis. Okay, guys. So I hope this uh, podcast episode landed for you. And like I said, this is a deep one. This This is an onion that can take years and years to overcome. But if you truly increase your urgency, if you always stay one chapter ahead, if you're equipped to handle it, if you do hard things daily, and if you're in the service of others, those five things will... You know what? The whole thing of imposter syndrome will soon be a thing of the past. And one of my favorite quotes of all this uh, came from one of my early mentors, and that's the late Dan S. Kennedy. You know, may you rest in peace, Dan. He was a a phenomenal... pioneer in the world of um, direct response copywriting and marketing and he was just a phenomenal he was a a crotchety old guy but he just spoke the truth and he just came he always knew where you stood when it came to Dan and he was just a fantastic uh, person so so Dan he shared this one thing and his one saying and I'm going to change this quote up a little bit to make it more universal but here's the thing. In the land of the blind, the one-eyed person is royalty. So if you feel that you don't have all the expertise, you do have more vision than the majority of the people out there. If you're taking the time to listen to this podcast, and let's say you're a dozen episodes in or whatever episode we're on and we release this, and you maybe have attended webinars and maybe you even have a networking group or a mastermind or you've even hired a coach, Okay, you are light years ahead of the people that you're going to be encountering, even if you've never bought a property before, you will be light years ahead of the majority of the people that you will have your conversation around. And that is exciting. That will give you some confidence, because in the land of the blind, the one eyed person is royalty. All right, guys, with all that being said, make sure that you leave a review wherever you're listening to this podcast. Please share it. I'd be really honored if I could get some feedback and for you to share it. And remember, always, 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 always in every interaction you have with another person, make sure you leave them feeling inspired, encouraged, and have them and you always come from a place of love. Okay, guys, have a good one until the next one. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to the Russell Westcott podcast. Before you run off, could you do us one final favor? Wherever you're listening to this episode, we encourage you to leave a review, share with your friends, and subscribe so you can receive the latest episode to keep you feeling inspired and encouraged for the entire week. Visit www.russellwestcott.com for more information, support resources, and upcoming speaking engagements near you. Bye for now.